Welcome to the Giant Dwarf Podcast, a podcast about Kings of War and a lot of other stuff, with Fred and Nido. Alright, so welcome to Giant Dwarf Podcast. I'm your host, Fred. And uh, this is my new co-host, Vidog, or Vidog. Uh, did you notice that in the last episode, um, or previous episode, I, I think I called you Vidog every time? Uh, yeah, but you always do. Yeah, I know, but do you prefer Vidog or Vidar? Uh, or, uh, it was sort of, oh, didn't it start by mocking me for many years ago? <laughs> yeah. And then I just started embracing. Go, I had to embrace it. Yeah, that is true, because we love to make like uh, we have this like uh, I don't know, it's like a sarcastic stereotype of like gangster Vidar, and it was like Vidog. Yeah, and also, you're like, yeah. oh, you hated it when we said that. Yeah, maybe, but I'm, you know, both you and me secretly want to be like a gangster. Yeah, true. Yeah, true. <laughs> yes. So uh, welcome, Vidog. Thank you. How are you doing? Doing <laughs> good. <laughs> what, have been, what have you been up to since the last five minutes when we last? the last recording. Yeah. Uh, well, I had some more beers. I decided that uh, your character for a D, a two minute D&D, something okay. like that, gets to have nine hit points, but more about that. Nine too. or ninety? Nine. Nine hit points. Okay. Yeah. Mm, exciting. All right. It's um, more or less that. <laughs> Yeah, I finished up my Christmas beer that I got from you. Um, I didn't because of yeah. you. Want, you don't want to drink the last. <laughs> There's these sort of floaty things, and uh, yeah, no. It looks worse every time I look at it. Just put it away. I recall uh, one of our club mates. Uh, he brewed his own Christmas uh, beer one year, and uh, do you remember that he bottled it up and it came with like uh, how many? How many, like a hundred, a hundred yeah, bottles? Must be lots, lots. Yeah, yeah hundred, two hundred maybe. Yeah. And they were like lay custom labeled, I think. At least they had a custom cork because he had home brewed it and he had bought like corks and bottles and all that. And they were good, but they had so much like floating sediments in them. And you, if you had one, you had to pick like oregano out from your teeth afterwards. <laughs> it was just, it was just horrible. It was. It, you felt like you wanted to pour it through like a coffee filter before, uh, yeah. which I think I did once actually. Oh, yeah. I literally took a coffee filter. This was at the club, and then I sort of poured the beer through it. And I said, here we go. This is a, now I can drink it. Yeah. So uh, how was your walk up here? We don't. The, the the weather was really bad. When yeah, you, it started to rain. Yeah. First of all, um, then I decided to take the scenic walk. Uh, yes, uh, which is a path through the forest, and uh, but it's kind of a shortcut, isn't it? It's a shortcut. Yes, uh, it's a shortcut and a scenic walk. Oh, uh, perfect combo. Only bad things is that it's very steep, mm-hmm. and when it rains, it gets uh, muddy. Yeah, but that was okay <laughs> because when I get up here, it was raining so much that my uh, shoes got cleaned by the rain. Yeah, you looked like a wet cat when you rung my doorbell. Yeah. Um, have your feet socks dried off yet? Or? Actually, I think they have. Okay, that's good. Yeah. 
because I was thinking you're gonna get sick or get a cold or something. Yeah. But I appreciate you, uh, you know, really defying the elements to to come visit. I wouldn't miss and, it for uh, the world and record something of a podcast with me. Um, yeah, so uh, we just made a previous episode in which we got a lot of the Corona chit chat and stuff like that, kind of, kind of done with really. So uh, I don't know. I feel like uh, we are ready to maybe just hit the segments. What do you think? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, so let's do the local news. Local news. So, Vido, how how about you uh, inform us about what's happening in the Kings of War Norway Facebook group? Because you and Jürgen, I believe, you are the running this monthly paint challenge. Oh, I was not. Uh, I, I, I told you I was going to participate in this podcast, but I was not uh, <laughs> prepared for local news. I but, have uh, not given you any warnings. But you are right. You're right. Uh, mm. I, I am the I am the original administrator for Kings of War Norway group. Yeah, you are. That's right. Um, and uh, we have. Uh, you, you even kept me at arm's distance. I, I, I have not been granted any admin rights. You had to make your own group. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. Because you have Kings of War also, I mean. I do. You, had, you don't have, I'm afraid that I don't have any Kings of War friends group. No, it's uh, a smaller group uh, with a high rule with an iron fist. <laughs> but, uh, you certainly do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry for distracting you there. But in Kings War Norway, we accept everyone. Yes, uh, except everyone, boots, except boots and even foreigners. Even but foreigners. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Sorry, we don't. Yeah, you run the paint contest, a monthly paint contest. Yeah, we have done for at least two years now, I think. Mm? And um, we have uh, we tried to make up some new challengers every month. Yeah. Uh, we have. Repeat them sometimes, oh, I uh, guess but you yeah, I guess you have to because you can't say, "Oh, this month you're having to paint a uh, legion," and then yeah. uh, I actually I don't think we ever had that one. I'll, I'll no, maybe next one. New, well, <laughs> new, new one. Well, there um, are I so guess there are just yeah. so many categories you can. Yeah, we have, so we have uh, classics like uh, sloppy September, where you get yeah. a point for every model painted. Yeah. Uh, and um, <laughs> and uh, last month was uh, sort of uh, yeah you can contribute with a lots of units yeah. and then you get a point for every unit. I mean, last April was quite kind of uh, radical, wasn't it? It was. It uh, was uh, not a radical idea from me, but it was a radical outcome because someone broke the system. Really? Because someone <laughs> delivered 11 entries. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. That means they already have 11 points, and that's a lot of points when uh, best painted and gets 3 points. Mm, <laughs> but, yeah, but wasn't it like you could choose quantity king or quality king? Yeah, sure. Did I'm... anyone deliver quality, or was it just no, quantity? No, yeah, it was quality too. Okay. Yeah, and, <laughs> and uh, I dare say, uh, lots of... Uh, it was quality also uh, from every uh, yeah. contribution. I suppose. But I, some qualities are better than others. Sometimes quanti- quantity is a quality of its own. Yeah. And what I'm trying to say is if you delivered one entry mm-hmm. and you paint this perfectly and you got everyone's vault yeah. uh, this month, uh, then you will still only get four points. Okay. Uh, but if you paint a lot of units, like 20 units, and you don't get a single vote, you get 20 points. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> so that's... Uh, well... System yeah. was broken. 
I guess uh, this, it's not really a system that you you don't take too much time in the checking for loopholes. It's supposed to be a positive community thing. Yeah. The, the most world. important thing is that people paint. Yeah. And that we get pictures of what people have painted. That's yeah. The, that's the thing. Absolutely. If you didn't know that. Uh, that's actually yeah. what's happening here. That's what's going uh, that's on. What, that's what we approve everyone. Which is, oh, can I do this and this? Yes, you can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Today we have monster, uh, this month we have monster Mars. Oh, can I paint this little snotling? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. He must be a monster yeah. in bed or it's, something like it's that. It's a monstrous suggestion, so you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this month it's uh, Mantic Mayhem, so we have to paint uh, Mantic models. Yeah, I just saw that uh, earlier today. That's, and that uh, means that uh, we can, you can paint uh, Dead Zone or mm-hmm. Walking Dead, thinking about me and you now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because That's I'm cool. stuck in Walking Dead at the moment. Uh, I'm, I'm in between guessing. armies in Kings of War, so uh, oh, yeah. it's hard to start. So you are... Are you if if you have some paint time now you are painting up some Walking Dead models to me or yeah, is that what I you're probably will. On? I feel motivated painting survivors and uh, yeah and st- stuff to put on the table like houses yeah. and stuff. That's cool. Yeah, I've actually also been painting a little Dead Zone recently. So uh, yeah, it looks uh, very good with the posters and uh, yeah, yeah, actually lots of small details. That's the trick I picked up from you. You um, you had this uh, thing where you made these small books, tiny, tiny books for dioramas. And I was like, oh, how do, how do you do that? So it's just really to scale pictures small enough and print them. And I was like, oh my God, it's so great. <laughs> it's, it's free? Yeah. Because you do it at work? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I had to do it at home. Oh. But uh, paper isn't that expensive, so it's fine. <laughs> Um, although I did do it, my my printer is not it's not a laser printer. It's kind of a like I said, it's a laser printer, but it's so old that if you print a large photo, it's like noticeably moist when it prints. Yeah, yeah. And the the first time I was going to print a small one of these posters for for my dead zone board, I forgot to. Um, well, I don't know. It's like the program automatically assumed it, it's going to fit to size, like uh, oh no, uh, resize to fit. And I have to uncheck the box to make it really small again. So I didn't see that. So it just filled the whole paper with like black and blue ink because it was like a very dark poster. I was like, oh shit, I must have used up half of the toner cartridge from this one print. But yeah, so I, I do miss the, the printer at my old workplace, which is the huge Canon printer. You can just, like, just print out everything you wanted. But uh, yeah, so uh, Mantic Mayhem, huh? That's cool. Is that the first month that's it's sort of a... I mean, we don't usually push for Mantic only, do we? No, I think we did it uh, last year too, in May. Okay. Because Mayhem. And Mantic it's a very clever like M&M's, program. M&M's, like Hulk Hogan or uh, Bruce Banner, <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> so it has a nice ring to it. Uh, mm. Also, I think since we always accept most things, I think one month in 12 months can be... Let's paint Mantic. Yeah. That's not too much to ask, I think. That is true. You'll get away with everything else for the remaining 11 months. Also, I will recommend, and Mantic can pay me later, but if you um, if you uh, check out the other stuff that Mantic makes, a lot of that can be converted into different, uh, like in Kings of War. Oh, yeah. So they have, for example, Dreadball, is that the name? Mm-hmm. They have mutant teams that can be... Um, 
I think I have bought some that will be Trident Realms. Okay. And I also bought some for my um, Night Stalkers. Oh, really? And these models, they're not actually holding a football in their hand? No, they're not. Okay, because that's my main yeah. problem with like football miniatures. Mm. It's like they're holding a goddamn American football. Yeah. And I don't care for that. <laughs> well, that's cool. Um, also, of course, uh, Vanguard models, easy, very easy transition for... Uh, Yes. For but uh, a large number of Vanguard models were painted for for April's challenge. I noticed. Mm-hmm. I think it was Knut who produced a lot of Vanguard models. He broke the system. So oh, so Knut is the offender, is he? <laughs> uh, can you? Um, is the winner uh, already decided, or are there still some days on the? Uh... Uh, you haven't. Uh, if you haven't voted yet, you haven't until tomorrow. But I don't know okay. when this will air. So maybe. Uh... It will probably air tomorrow. But uh, so you're not confident. Yeah, just do it. Just vote. Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So there's not an obvious winner yet. No, I haven't even checked the result. Okay, okay. Do you recall? uh, I've also not done a lot of research, but uh, I just want to name drop some people. Like, do you recall who won? Like March, February. I just know Andreas has won several. Andreas always win. Yeah, kind of. uh... That's the main thing to but remember. I, I think win? maybe I win one last time. Yeah. Because and uh, yeah. he must have won just on shock effect. Like shock. <gasps> oh, I've painted I something. I'm gonna vote for this guy. Yeah. New, this new guy. Oh, good for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, uh, we we do joke with Iwin. He's a very slow painter. He's very perfectionist though. So uh, it takes a lot of time to produce. But uh, when it does, it looks pretty good. <laughs> Okay, cool. So, Mantic Mayhem for May in the Kings of War Norway Facebook group. Get painting those models. Uh, okay, uh, other local news. Uh, I finished my very small uh, Universal Battle League. In uh, and, and ironically, I, I do realize the irony of having a local UB League. <laughs> I didn't realize it until now. <laughs> so... When you're playing Universal Battle, you can of course play people from all over the world. But I wanted League with four people from Oslo. Uh, because I just wanted, uh, you know... Not something. even Bergen. <laughs> Not even Bergen, <laughs> just Oslo. It's like, I want to play some games locally. Because uh, yeah, people aren't playing games anymore. They're, yeah, they're not it makes meeting. sense in these times we're living in. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of just so people in our local community do get a chance to play some games. So we had a mini league with four people. Four people is a good size though, because it's, you get three games. Uh, and it's usually like uh, two weeks is the normal gap for playing your game. So let's see if you and I were prepared up, then we have two weeks to play our game. But I figured since we are only four people, I pulled that down to 10 days. So instead of 14, so it would be a little quicker. So, for each round, there were 10 days to play the match. And that worked out pretty great. And usually, we only needed 5 or 6 days to play the match. So then we can quickly uh, move on to the next one. So I think the entire league was done in like 20 days. Uh, with all games played. Uh, and it was... A, but I also uh, admit, I didn't really consider this to be very... Um, uh, you know, competitive things. I, I didn't even uh, re- register any tiebreakers, so I just did win, lose, draw, yeah. which of course led to the winner was a draw, 
so I think Andreas and Bjorn, they tied for first place. Yeah. And me and Magnus tied for second place. Yeah, Yay. everyone's a winner. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I didn't really think I needed any tiebreakers. I didn't expect that, but still I was like, yeah, whatever. It was yes. just to play some games. Yeah. And, you know. But that was fun. So and now we are, I mean, I already knew about uh, how to use Universal Battle. But uh, I'm pretty sure that Bjorn and Magnus and Andreas were quite new to it. Although Andreas got very quickly into it because he immediately signed up for that uh, big uh, Universal Battle League, now the, the global one. Yeah. He just signed up for that immediately, uh, even before we finished our local league. So I was like, oh my god, he, he's really into it. So in any case, we have mo uh, three more people now who could, in theory, play Universal Battle against each other and uh, against other people in Norway and, and abroad. So that's cool. Spreading the knowledge, um, you I think you said that you you wished you could play UB or have time for it or. or it's like it seems a lot of things to learn before <laughs> I can move units, you know. Yeah, it's a or little before bit, uh, I can. Yeah. It's a little bit of a speed bump. And I try to I try to log on. I try to start with it, then I just oh I don't know how to make units anything it's just weird for me. And then I just ah oh, never again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, but to be fair, I think that is the the main speed bump. There is only one speed bump, and that is what you you just described. It's it's creating the units because mm. that takes an uh, like an abnormal amount of time, let's say, compared to the game, which is you know that's surprisingly streamlined and quick, and you. Um, but the creation, it's kind of, uh, it kind of feels like a game from the, like a video game from the 1990s or something. Like old yeah. weird graphics and you have to mix your own. You have to put a guy and then you get a sword and you have to physically place the sword like on top of his hand and then make the sword uh, bigger, smaller. You Are you kidding? No. <laughs> I didn't even get that far. I was just, you have to, you have to combine models together. Yeah, and, well, oh, like, and these, the models are probably without shields, without swords, so you yeah. have to drag a sword on top of them. And the, right. Yeah, well, it's a bit of a job, to be honest. And the, yeah, I, I think but you only have to do this one time yeah. for each army? or for, uh, Well, you do, if you're going to have a new unit in, you have to make it, of course, I guess. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, the best way is to probably make your army and then you're kind of done. And you can, I think you can, if you're lucky, you can find other people who made units and you can actually steal them, kind of, just copy them over to your own army, mm. but then they might be a mismatch of color and all that stuff. Uh, so if you have OCD, you make it all from scratch, but that'll take like a whole evening. I think I'm, I think when I did it, I think I had uh, two, two nights where I only sat and made units. Oh wow, I but, can commit. To but after that, it's yeah. all done. So, uh, yeah, well, join the fun. <laughs> um, okay, other local news. Um, this just uh, struck me that it's been a super long time since we made, um, uh, since I made a Norwegian podcast, uh, the Kongel and Kirig. Yeah, but that's, kind of, I think I blame that on coronavirus because I had this thing where I, I, I really wanted to only make like real life episodes of uh, Kongel and Kirig. I did. I actually don't do not want like a Skype uh, podcast. Yeah. 
So that's been sabotaged because we used to meet up with uh, Iwin. Usually before we did the uh, D&D, uh, me and Reesburl and Iwin tried to meet up like one hour earlier or something like that. Um, so yeah, sorry about that. If you've been expecting the Norwegian cast. Maybe later. Yeah, maybe later. <laughs> so, um, and, uh, well, you are my new Corona buddy, Vido, so we can do podcasting, at least. <laughs> but, uh, so we, we can touch each other now? Yes, we can. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I did uh, hand you the bottle opener, which you then touched, and then you handed it back to me, so it, the trade has left the station. I right? feel infected yeah. already. Might as well, yeah. <laughs> But I haven't uh, made physical contact yet with uh, Ivan and Elisbird, so still some time until we can make the Norwegian cast, I think. You guys are thinking locally, and we're acting globally. It's global. So, uh, let's not talk about coronavirus, right? Even though it's very obvious, global and all that. Should we try to stay away from it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you brought it up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know it's, it was just such an obvious, like, oh, it's going on globally, coronavirus. No. <laughs> um, the first thing I want to mention is, and Vido, hold on to your, to your hat. Sweden did a tournament in Kings of War. They did, yeah. Finally. Yeah. Uh, it, I believe it's the first... And you were spamming them with comments. So, so. I've, I'm pushing for that Swedish content. <laughs> This, yeah, so um, Jakob Edboom, he posted, so I assume he was the TO. Um, he, so they had, a, they had an eight-player tournament in Sundsvall in Sweden. It's quite far away from here. I think it's online with Trondheim, like on yeah. there. Yeah, it's, really, it's closer to Finland than it is to Oslo. So, uh, but still good. Yeah, <laughs> and if, I mean, some, is, if someone from Finland... Yeah, this, uh, they could <laughs> pop over, take a little ferry boat over. Um, but I was just so happy to see some activity in the uh, Kings of Sweden Facebook group, and they, you know, they had photos of the winners and the armies, and there were some good armies there. And it was, yeah. it's so fun to suddenly see a little like bloom of oh, they actually make armies because the Swedes are very private, man. It's like they stick to themselves, don't post photos. Uh, I think I think we have been much better at sort of just putting our stuff out there. Yeah. yeah, it's a bit important that you just, oh, I made something, I'm trying to paint something, yeah. and just play this game, put it out. Yeah, because then other people will just see that there's activity, yeah. right? So I think the Swedes have fallen into this trap where so few people post that everyone else just assumes nothing's going on. While in reality, it might be that many people are making things, but if they're not making it public, then no one else will see it, and they will just... It won't won't have a positive effect for 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 growth, but um, yeah, just congrats. Way to go, Sweden. Way to go. Keep it up. And I've been very clear about this. The moment there is a tournament in Gothenburg, I will go there because it's a quite short trip to Gothenburg from Oslo, which me and my brother proved uh, earlier this. Uh, yeah, you went there just yeah. to play some games. Yeah, yeah. we went there just to play a doubles game, and I think it was only a three-hour ride or something, so not too bad. I will never go to Gothenburg. <laughs> Just because it's out of Norway? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> God no, damn you, I, I, will, I will, I will. I just need some more spare time. <laughs> I, need to ki- I need the kids to move from away from home. To move out of the house? Uh, yeah. Okay, so in 17, 18 years? Uh, I'll be there. <laughs> 
Well, to be fair, if there's one place you could go, it would be Gothenburg, right? Because it's the closest uh, uh, non-Norwegian big city. No, right? if it's if it, if I had to choose one place to go, I will go to uh, to Clash of Kings, uh, the oh. same year as uh, Jake from Unplugged Radio goes there. That's oh, my yeah. only. Uh, uh, you only, only go for tournament uh, outside of Norway. <laughs> okay, I see. Uh, well, start saving up those uh, those kroner and, uh, and and wife uh, points. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited to see. Uh, I mean, our let our national airline, Norwegian. Well, I guess it's not. It's not. It's the, it's a private company. It's, it's not a national, but our biggest airline, Norwegian, is struggling a bit. Now with these, uh, I mean, no one's flying anymore. So I've seen a lot of articles that they are shutting down operations and stuff. Might be going bankrupt. I hope not, because they were the only reason why it was so cheap to fly from Norway to England it was Norwegian. It was this underpriced, stupid price tickets, hmm. which is great for us when we want to go. Um, so I'm a bit, uh, I dread a bit the price levels of, of flights like in the future. They might easily double. Um, we'll see, we'll see. Knowing airlines and their crooked ways, they'll probably start a new airline, uh, lend a hundred mil- billion dollars, and borrow, like, some, and then have prices that are super cheap just to get people to, to fly. At least uh, the oil prices are low and I guess the fuel prices will be low too. That is true. Hopefully, low enough to still make it cheap. Yeah, I heard it. I heard it giving it, uh, giving it away some places. <laughs> I heard it too. It's free oil. My God. Well, at least I guess I'm um, pretty psyched to hear that you are actually thinking about leaving the country, Vido. That is a great news. Oh, I'm thinking about it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could go. But uh, well, so maybe someday we can go to uh, Clash of Kings. Maybe I hope so. I suppose they maybe keep alternating between uh, uh, Cardiff and uh, Manchester, probably. We'll see. So yeah, that'll be cool. Just you know, get the world back to normal first. Mm. Check airline tickets and all that stuff. See how much. Uh, see if the bus line is still. Working between London and Cardiff. Oh, well. Coolio. Um, other global news. Um, did you see that they finally put up, um, put out a like, standalone Kings of War novel, uh, Drowned Secrets, by Ben Stoddard? I did not. Finally. Do, do, you, do you imagine how what happy an... Mark Zelinsky must be now? Because he's been talking about, uh, like, make books for Kings of War since, I don't know, four years he's been... On about uh, how uh, he was hoping for more novels for Kings of War, and finally, uh, the first one is here because the, the previous one was just like a collection, you know, of, yeah. of short stories. Of short stories in English, sure. Yeah, yeah. but this one is a uh, is one big one, mm. uh, so it's about the Trident Realm or something. And uh, well, spoiler: Drown Secrets. It sounds pretty aquatic, doesn't Does it? Does everyone drown in the end? I hope so. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, anyway, it's out, but um, uh, like bad luck because also the shipping has been stopped because of this. Yeah, oh, I, I said I wouldn't speak about Corona, 
but I guess it's it sneaks its way into every conversation. Um, the shipment of books physically from the country they were made has been stopped. So the only way to get it is to download it in like a PDF or something, mm-hmm. uh, which you can. You could buy it online and for your Kindle or iPad or something. Um, so it's. I just saw today on Twitter that it's like it's out. Buy it now. Download for. I don't know what price it is. Probably not too expensive. But uh, do you think you will check that out? Did you check the last one out? Um, the collection of short stories. Uh, first of all, I need paper to read. Okay, you're yeah. not the iPad kind of guy. No. <laughs> uh, second of all, I, I bought the paper edition of the short stories. I started reading some of them and then I stopped, but not... Just just so much to do. <laughs> okay. What's happened to us? We can't. Uh, if it's uh, longer than uh, Snapchat, I can't read it anymore. Well, it's that uh, new attention span uh, yeah. problem. But you're not a teenager, you're a grown man, you should have a... Yeah, but I, I'm so too tired in the evening or I have to work <laughs> or something like that. But, uh, I get it. So your your reading time just in general is, has been yeah. little... I tried, I bought some books, I tried reading them, but uh, mm. it's hard. Yeah, I can relate. Um, I, I, I was able to read the, the, the short stories. Uh, it took me a while though, but uh, I got through it in the end. And uh, I don't know, uh, it was pretty good. Some were better than others. Uh, some were horrible, but uh, well, it's been talked about enough. I think this one, at least the part of what I've been reading and hearing, is that this is kind of uh, one level above in, in, in proofreading and uh, in just writing style. So um, I have uh, pretty high hopes for this book. And it's just cool that it's finally, uh, finally on the way now with like, novels and, and fluff. Really, I'm not, I'm not really that interested in fluff. Uh, it doesn't really, I don't need it strictly to play a game. But uh, it's really, I do appreciate it if it's there. Mm. If I can buy a book that's good and I can read it and I can read it without like spotting obvious grammatical errors, then then I uh, part of me is happy. So. I guess that's uh, something you should buy and check out. You should buy it even if you don't have time to read it, really. Yeah, because when it arrives, yeah, it doesn't matter. I should just buy it. Buy it to yeah. support. Uh, I usually do, actually. So. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, speaking of buying online, um, there are some uh, a lot of discounts now these days. Um, I don't know if it's because companies are maybe struggling slightly or, or not, but... There are uh, half price on all digital rulebooks now from uh, Mantic Games. And the rulebook was uh, free. Yeah, it was, but I, I think it was kind of a... Uh, it's not complete. I think it's kind of like the old... Do you remember the old version 2 one where there were no spells, no items? I don't know, but I downloaded it, but uh, since, but it's, you uh, haven't had time since to... it's on the screen, I did not read it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is reduced in some way, at least. Um, but it it is absolutely good enough to like learn the game, uh, of course. I think it was meant for new players okay. to to you know get a lot of the rules. I haven't read it. So. <laughs> but if you want a real rule book, they're on half price. Because I thought the rule book that was on half price was like Uncharted Empire, Dungeon Saga, stuff like that. And then that they already given away the big book, the whole thing. Mm. Well, I don't know. At least they are doing uh, discounts in some form. It's either free or half price. One of those two. 
my point is it's good. So if you have a need for some rule books on the and I you know what I've actually been using my I have a digital King's Word book already from from the release the third edition book I I've been actually reading that uh, I didn't think I would but I've been reading that much more often than the physical one oh. because I will <laughs> I I I misplaced my book it's because I have like three articles it's too small you have the gamers edition. Yeah, I do. Yeah. The big one you don't misplace. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, <laughs> I honestly do not know where my gamers edition is right now. I have no idea. But my digital book is on my Google Drive, so I can find it, and it's like always on like my recently opened items, so I can sort of bah, bah, and then I have it. So uh, I do give a thumbs up for a rule book digital. It's it's good to have. I give a thumbs up for the big paper one. <laughs> With all the fluff? <laughs> I, I, I love it. I, I don't read much of the fluff, but I love having a big book. Yeah. And then I read it's... it at home, and I don't bring it to tournaments. And if I have problems during the tournament, I ask Fred. Yeah, that sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Okay, so I think the last piece of global news I want to mention is actually a bit about the KOW Forum. Uh, the KOW Forum News, uh, which you'll probably not like, because I know you are not as uh, enthused as I am about these badges, but I love these badges. Okay, you know. the badges again. I, I really like the forum. Yep. I really, yeah, <laughs> but I really like the forum, but the badges... Could, okay, so you could do without the badges? Yes, I think so. But Vidom, you were the first to unlock the appreciated badge. Yeah. Don't you remember? But that's because I'm appreciated, I guess. Yeah, you are. <laughs> okay, so I just want to say that Andreas, our uh, local Kings of War Oslo player, yeah. was the first to unlock the uh, silver badge for a popular thread. Uh, ah. The good topic badge. And there are 66 people who have unlocked the bronze variant. You have three of them, I checked. Because uh, you can get a badge per thread that goes. Oh. So uh, you, yeah. So he's the first person to unlock the silver wow. badge for topics. Just wanted to mention. Yeah, that. but Andreas is really contributing with high quality pictures. Yeah, and indeed. Really good painting. Absolutely, and he is two likes away from unlocking his second silver badge. Because I checked his other army thread, and that has only two likes too few currently mm -hmm. to unlock the silver badge again. So uh, yeah, things are happening. Get on that King's War forum and get those badges. <laughs> <laughs> or just look at the pictures of beautiful painted armies and share ideas about the hobby. That's true. Okay, fine. <laughs> it's very obvious, like, where our angle... Our, like, if you want badges, you can play Pokemon or something. Mm, I don't know if you have badges there. Okay. <laughs> fine. But uh, I, was, I thought you were going to talk about uh, the fact that the King's War forum is mentioned in the... Um, the weekly updates. Uh. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, I actually wrote a bit about that today. Um, yeah, it's Steve Hilder's weekly. Yeah, but YouTube. I love those uh, videos. Yeah, they're really nice. So entertaining and funny. Yeah, uh, and I do like that he has uh, started to specifically mention like Kings of War, Kings of War forum, uh, and when it's from the forum and when it's from the from Facebook, and it's a bit more. Uh, clear now, and uh, I guess it's good for the forum to get a bit of uh, attention like that because yeah. there's all there are it's mostly these big picture threads, which I guess is the the strength of the forum. You can have a long like uh, ver vertical line of pictures. 
So yeah, good stuff. Uh, I think that wraps up the global news. Yeah, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Other entertainment. All right. So other entertainment. Um, I have been doing some things. Um, quite mainstream things actually. I've been watching Netflix a lot. Just. Doing, I haven't been digging too hard about uh, finding some some gems. I've just been uh, finding the best thing, first best thing. So actually, the the one thing I've been watching the most recently is uh, this uh, sitcom called Community, uh, which apparently is a very like big thing in the, in the US. But uh, as far as I know, it's the first time it's been on the region TV, like on the region Netflix. Is it old or? Yeah, it's from 2009. Yeah, sounds sounds old. I think I heard about it. <laughs> yeah, because uh, you know that guy, uh, that Korean guy who played in The Hangover, uh, the guy who jumps naked out from the trunk, like "Hello, gay boys." Yes, I know. <laughs> he kind of became became a star in yeah. the community in that show because he plays this deranged Spanish teacher, okay. Mr. Chang or Senor Chang, as he prefers to be called, and. Uh, and I just realized, kind of in hindsight, because I watched uh, that guy, uh, what's his name, Ken, Ken Jong. I watched his Netflix special, and they, when they came on stage, they like, he's known from Hangover and the Community, Ken Jong. And I was like, what's that Community? Because this is some months ago. I had no idea what they were talking about. But now finally, it's on Netflix, so I can watch the show which made him famous. It's kind of a cool, kind of a cool uh, thing to go back to. And watch, and that's just perfect, easy comedy. Just uh, yeah, lightweight comedy. Really, it's really fun. So that's that's actually what I've been watching the most. Just uh, Netflix community. I can recommend it. No, thanks. <laughs> yeah, you should but, use all your free time to watch it. <laughs> but should we continue on Netflix now and do and get that out of, out of the way? Because then I have something to. Actually yeah, sure, you can do that. <laughs> do it. Because I haven't watched some Netflix. Okay. Um, uh, before I, well, uh, you know, Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. uh, and the spin-off Better Call Saul. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I watched that a lot. Oh yeah. Uh, I really like it because uh, it's not uh, very. It's not a lot of action. Uh, it's very slow. Yeah. It has very very nice uh, pictures, like frames. Oh, the really? camera is on a standstill and they play out the scene. Oh. In this, uh, and ver- the scenes are beautiful. I see. So it's very easy if you have. If I'm alone at home, mm-hmm. not very often. It's very easy to just sit there and watch and have a very calm time watching this. Oh, okay. So it's, uh, it's like uh, every scene is like a painting almost, or like a beautiful pictures and oh. very good acting. And that is fun because I've noticed that uh, I'm going to sound like an old man now. It's like, oh, most of these modern TV shows. Uh, they have this sort of shaky camera thing that they kind mm. of zoom in and out on the, like, oh, they, mm. this, this guy is talking and they move the camera and they zoom in slightly yeah. and sort of, so everything is supposed to, it's supposed to feel like you're in the action there and then. But what you're describing is more like a classic, like, uh, movie arc, like, make the scene, like, make the frame. Yeah. This is the scene. This yeah. is, uh, it's really beautiful. It's like just oh, oh, a car in the desert, two people talking, oh, yeah. and just uh, beautiful. 
That's cool. I actually, because I, I did start watching that show, uh, and I, I liked it, but I felt it was a little bit like too slow. I think I was a bit bored. Yeah, I'm, I understand what it. Yeah, I think I maybe had too high expectations, or I was like yeah, because it's not Breaking Bad. Exactly. Uh, yeah. But now a lot of the characters from Breaking Bad are entering. Yeah. So it's getting a little bit uh, more exciting, maybe, or if mm. you are a Breaking Bad fan. But um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I loved uh, Breaking Bad. I did. Um, but do, do they? How close do they get to like? the storyline resembling Breaking Bad is it always like is it always Saul struggling to pay his bills in this lawyer office no it's uh, different side stories and uh, they get actually very close because uh, you know the lab uh, in the basement they have in the end of Breaking Bad the big lab where uh, this uh, what's his name again the The fried chicken guy yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, the big lab uh, they are building it's this uh, in Better Call Saul they are building this lab mm. there's a lot of things going on there uh, with oh, yeah. the, this uh, Mike Mike character yeah I recall him he, and, he uh, worked yeah. in the toll booth didn't yeah, he yeah. at his job or something yeah. <laughs> so um, that's uh, very interesting and okay. uh, but also it's, it's just Saul having his problems yeah and trying to explain how he became uh, well I, I suppose I, I guess I like Saul as a character when I think about it, it's like, uh, I guess I was just maybe, I uh, was I too high expectations, and then maybe I got a little fed up of just watching Saul trying to set up a lawyer office or something. But uh, I'll probably give it a second chance because um, it sounds pretty good how you're describing it, and it's not like I disliked it really. It's just that I, I think I just slightly uh, want something with a bit more action right now, sort of. So yeah, I tried watching it with, it with my wife, but she didn't like it. Because it was too slow. Oh, okay. So, but uh, so if you're just looking for a nice time, mm-hmm. it's uh, self-fulfilling. Yeah. Okay, cool. Maybe I should uh, watch it like I watched The Wire, because that's also been... I, I, I know people who try to check out The Wire who have complained that it was too slow. Yeah, because <laughs> I tried checking it. My wife told me, well, we should check out The Wire. Yeah. Said, the Wire? That's so old. But, uh, okay, but let's see how it starts. When, but the first uh, first episode was a man. Can we just watch some old episodes of Friends? <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, it's just it's just the colors are bad. It's not pretty. It's they are wearing clothes that are too big. It's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> really? I, mean, I didn't like it at all. Episode one of The yeah, Wire. That's yeah. it's iconic. No, I didn't. the start is so legendary. <laughs> I didn't get it. Oh man. <laughs> So you have not watched The Wire then? I mean, Just a half episode. <laughs> God damn it. Oh well, I guess you'll make fun of me now because as you know, I'm watching for the third time. Yeah. Which you already have made fun of me for. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, well, to be fair, it is a bit hilarious um, how it revolves around um, pay phones. Well, I, you didn't know, even know this because you watched a half episode. Okay, but... They get a. They, I mean, the, the whole world of wire is getting a t- like a tap on the phone, right? Yeah. So they stake out these drug dealers, and the whole premise is that they use pagers. Do you even remember pagers? Yeah. Like beep beep. Oh shit! As a walk to the payphone and dial this number, and the cops have a wire tap on the payphone. And watching it now is like. Okay, pagers haven't existed for, I don't know, 25 years. Uh, payphones, even they don't exist anymore. The last Oslo payphone, I think, disappeared 10 years ago or 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, but when I first watched it, it was like, yeah, it probably was 10 years ago then. And then there was still actually, I mean, pay phones were actually still in existence. But now it feels like you're watching like a technical museum show about the, this thing called a pager in like air quotes. Pager. And we'll walk over to this pay phone. Oh my god. <laughs> but this is, this is why you should also watch Better Call Saul. Because yeah. one, one of his ideas is to sell... Uh, one, uh, sell this uh, burner cell phone. Yeah, burner phones. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so uh, to criminals. Yeah, okay. And that's sort of like is has he left his ethics side now? This all, all yeah. the time it's this struggle. Yeah, yeah. Is he, when is he a lawyer? And when is he just? When is he making people commit crimes? Yeah, like uh, enabling uh, yeah. crime. Okay, yeah, yeah. So he sells them. Yeah. Okay, burner phones. Yeah? yeah, lots of those in the wire as well. <laughs> Oh well. Cool. I also watch uh, watched uh, Ozark with my wife. What is that? What's that show about? Well, when I first saw the name, mm-hmm. I didn't even know there was something called the Ozarks, which are some lakes in uh, the states, apparently. Uh, I didn't either. I thought it was something Russian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like oligarch? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> so, but I read about it, and uh, it's uh, it's a guy who laundered money for. Uh, some bad people okay and he has to get away and uh, he can't get away but he he kind of sells the idea that he can launder uh, a lot of money on the new place where he escaped to okay uh, and that's a sleepy sleepy town situation uh, sort of mm. around the Ozarks which are the lakes okay um, and uh, he enters a lot of problems he brings his family with him. Yeah. So there are two children and wife and him, and everyone knows about it eventually. And there's so many problems, and the, the, it's so high paced because it's always on the edge of, of catastrophe. It's on, will the oh, wow. drug baron get me? Will the cops get me? Will the will the <laughs> far rednecks or the hillbillies that grew uh, uh, narcotics in the hills get me? Why are those? Will the will the local gangsters get me? There's always these threats from everywhere, oh, so wow. they're really fighting for their lives. But at the same time, it's kind of funny and yeah, uh, yeah. Oh wow, sounds pretty intense. It's it's kind of very <laughs> intense. So that's a lot faster and quick storytelling. But uh, I was thinking, also, always is is it uh, like uh, you know very slow, lots of slow scenes, but there's mm-hmm. always something yeah. lurking and threatening. Uh, okay, yeah. cool. Interesting. Very high stakes for that family. Wow. Yeah, I will. Um, I will remember that. That's my uh, goes to my to watch list. <laughs> okay. So uh, more TV for me. I watched this show called Killing Eve on HBO. Uh, have you heard about that? No. It's. Uh, have you ever watched Grey's Anatomy? Uh, I did the first season or something. Do you remember? Do you know Christina Yang from Grey's Anatomy? Like the Asian lady? Yes. She's the, like, one of those, I guess she's the lead role in uh, Killing Eve. She's a police officer in the, she works from, like, for English uh, MI5. And they're hunting this uh, assassin, mm-hmm. um, which turns out to be, and what's cool about this show is that... Yeah, we, she is, the assassin is also a woman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then I read something about it. Yeah, and what's cool is that we immediately... Uh, get to see both worlds kind of so uh, I think we even the whole show I think actually starts with 
like boom, you're just thrown into this female assassin and she's doing a kill, like that's the first thing you see, she's uh, assassinating some political figure and she has, she has so much flair when she does it, it's just so elegant, so you really, you start to root for her, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you really get to like this female assassin because she has so much style, while you kind of root for uh, the police, but you're like, yeah, you know, you it's that that balance between which which I like in shows where you kind of prefer it if the bad guy wasn't caught, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but still, these the 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 so the police hunt this female assassin and uh, they quickly learn of each other because um, she has these political contacts, which quickly tell her that MI five is on her tail. So and being proud, she can't uh, she can't. Um, uh, she just is tempted to kind of make contact with uh, MI5 and those and uh, that female officer just to spite her, sort of. Yeah. Instead of hiding, she actually actively... So they have a relationship. Kind of, yeah. yeah. So it's actually surprisingly good. And I read about it on, like, in Easter, because they had, like, best shows of Easter. And they did all, you know, all these... Uh, I mean, Norwegian TV loves these uh, British crime shows, you know, like... Uh, these classical crime shows from, from England, but also it's like, um, or oh, you can watch these shows, and they, they listed Killing Eve as like their number one HBO show for like Easter, because like, if, you want, if you like crime, then this is a good one. And then, so me and the, and the wife have been watching Killing Eve, and it's, it's really good, it's really fun. Uh, entertaining, fun, kind of gruesome. She's crazy, that female assassin. She's almost like a female Dexter, kind of, but with style. Kind of. So yeah, that's cool. But we'll check it out. The downside is you need HBO for it. Mm. I did before, but uh, maybe I'll start it up again. Yeah, it's kind of a thing where you, I know what you mean, like you these all these uh, different like HBO, VSF, you kind of juggle them. Like, no, I'll watch one show and then maybe I'll cancel it. And yeah, I had to do. <laughs> I think what made uh, me cancel HBO was uh, Westworld. It got a bit uh, boring, isn't Westworld an HBO? The one with the like. AI robot yeah, thing yeah. with the western yeah, yeah. I, I watched one season of it yeah. and uh, I don't know kind of fell off yeah the first season is good but uh, then mm. I yeah I don't know I never really bought the, the story <laughs> okay uh, are we going to talk about Westworld <laughs> no no because no, no, no. <laughs> I was getting into it like, no. no I don't need to I have no <laughs> need to talk about Westworld okay cool um, yeah that's I guess that's TV for me uh Computer games. I did try to play The Witcher, but my laptop is old, which I'm spo- which I mentioned a dozen times. So I have to play The Witcher two instead of The Witcher three, which everyone is talking about. So yeah, I saw. I see your problem and raise it my problem. Okay. My laptop is so old that without telling me, it deleted Civilization six. What? So I can never get it back, or it just. <laughs> <laughs> I've played a lot of it. I got a lot, oh, and no. I guess all the badges and stuff like that are on Steam. All the achievements, all the achievements. No, uh, but uh, it just now it doesn't work. And yeah. it, in the same time, it uh, it happened when I tried this Discord for to play uh, Dungeons and Dragons, and oh. then suddenly after nothing works. <laughs> oh no! I got this wrong message. I have to buy a new one. But, that's horrible. Uh, so and uh, that's a big problem in these Corona times. Actually, yes, because no, I can't. I only yeah. play civilization when I play the games. Yeah, and that's no, I'm, 
that's out of the picture then. Civilization is the same as my Total War. Probably. Which was the same as Lars's uh, Kings, Crusader Kings, whatever yeah. crap. So we, uh, yeah, you. I know because every time we have conversation about games, you only play this one game. Yeah. <laughs> Just like I only play one my game. <laughs> And okay. I recently bought an update for it, huh? so Well, also, maybe that was the reason. Yeah, but it works. It worked a lot after that. So. Well, that sucks. Okay. Well, I won't talk anymore about computer games no. then, because it will make me feel bad. <laughs> All right. I've been uh, actually checking out uh, after a long time of list. I I usually check out things that they talk about on on Plug Radio, and I finally checked out the Black Company on audiobook on Audible. So the book, book number one in the Black Company series. Uh, I know Mike has been uh, talk, mentioning that in a lot of episodes. And it's pretty good. I haven't gotten far, but um, uh, the parts I have listened to are pretty exciting. And uh, I, I just mentioned it to earlier, but it's kind of... Um, uh, it's, it's a weird storytelling mode where they kind of... They don't really uh, speak a lot about how the, the characters are, are feeling. It's very like... They just describe, or the, the character we follow is the main character. He kind of just lists things they have done. It's like, we did this, we did that, and then we did that. And it's kind of cold, emotionless. And they, they, can, they can describe kind of almost horrible things that they did. Because they're, they're mercenaries, so they're used to doing shit for money. But even they are like caught into a situation where they have to do things that can be quite brutal. But they, they never, he never really lets on to how he's actually feeling it's kind of left to you as, the, as a listener to interpret that, oh my god, this is sort of across the line or something. It's, uh, it's exciting. Uh, but, but the downside is that um, if I listen to it while maybe painting or something, I, I can easily fall out because mm. it's a bit like, uh, it's a bit flatter than many tales. I mean, they have chosen a flat line of storytelling, which some, many people say that's the charm of it. But it does actually require me to uh, pay attention a little bit more. Otherwise, I'll, I'll kind of fall out and get distracted. But uh, as, so this far, I'm, I'm liking it. So uh, hopefully, I'll finish it and uh, let you know the whole my whole book review. Yeah, and I think I have to get those audiobook uh, things because then yeah. it might solve my problems with books. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, apparently you have uh, reading problems. A, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a book, uh, actually, uh, from uh, the author. It's uh, Sam Sykes, and the uh, book is called The Seven Blades in Black, I think. Okay. Um, and it's I started reading it, a very interesting female character, sort of yeah. assassin, uh, mercenary type, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, and cool. she is also uh, very, very hard, very straightforward, yeah. to the point, and, uh, and it's very interesting. But uh, I haven't only just started reading it, so. Okay, but like, is this a physical book? Did you say? Or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which we know how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Uh, and the last thing I guess on the other entertainment is we have been playing uh, um, Iwin's D&D campaign wow. which we love and uh, remotely recently now with um, the sound on Discord which has fucked up your computer apparently <laughs> and uh, the, uh, the visual on uh, Fancy Grounds the software yeah and it works great it does yeah uh, it there's does. some really good strengths to that program that you don't have when yeah. you play uh together you are yeah, you're right it, it, it works it's much great. easier for everyone to see what's going on yeah 
so I don't know why, because most people, every time I've said, like, we play remote D&D, they're like, oh, do you use the, what's it called? Like, Roll20? Yeah, Roll20. Yeah. They're like, no. It's and everyone hates Roll20. Grounds. Yeah. They're like, oh, we just use Roll20. Yeah, but uh, Roll20 is not very popular. I heard lots of people oh. hate it. Really? I, I have no idea. Yeah, I, I don't know either. I have no clue. But the uh, Fantasy Grounds works uh, like a charm. It works. It just feels like it's from the early 2000s sometime with the interface yeah. and yeah. The, and logging in and getting the IP address was a bit tricky. Yeah. But now that it's all working, it's, I have no complaint. It's it's great like right now. Yeah. <laughs> I have my D&D Beyond character uh, also up. Uh, oh, yeah. So, yeah. so I, I, it's easier to fill in, uh, you know, yeah. fill in gold and fill in stuff. How much gold oh. you have and stuff, and it's also easier to keep count of your my rage. Oh yeah, like because that. that's true. Because when we played uh, in real life yeah. <laughs> at, at Iwin's house, we used D and D Beyond, yeah. right, and for paper. our characters. Yeah. yeah, and paper, sure. So we've been juggling a lot because now it's paper and D and D Beyond, and now we switch to Fantasy Grounds, which mm. is its own uh, like character sheet. Yeah. So I don't know I, I I've kind of lost track a little bit. I'm pretty sure there are a couple of special rules. Which I'm supposed to have, which I don't have right now, because they are only updated in um, D&D Beyond, but not in Fantasy Grounds and, or something maybe, like that. Maybe, yeah. so I, I told me that the, yeah. the Ranger archetype has, is not been updated in, yeah. in Fantasy Grounds or, or something. But anyway, we have been having a good time with that, and we've, we've been playing much more often D&D. Yeah, I feel like I'm always the one. Uh, asking for more because I'm feeling I'm feeling, I'm, sh- I'm I'm really hooked now. Yeah. I'm just oh I I think about it. I don't think about uh, list making uh, these days when I don't play. I don't think about list making in Kings of War. No. I only think about character creation and gaming <laughs> and mechanics. Yeah. And that's I, I really don't want to be that person because I don't want to power play a character. But, uh, but it's hard. Not, it's hard not to do uh, sometimes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, well, I think we. Yes, you have been the one maybe most actively asking, like, are we going to play this weekend? But I'm sure uh, I can speak for not only myself when I say that we're all very happy to join in. Like, we just need one person to ask the DM. I hope so. Right? Hope so, yeah. so if you're like, are we on for this weekend? The moment Ivan <laughs> says yes, then we're all like, yeah, brr, like, yeah. thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. <laughs> so that's been good. And I think we played like almost twice a week, a couple of weeks. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, compared to our old real life sessions, which were like I don't know, once a month sometimes, I mean, so it's been fun and uh, really welcome distraction to just being able to sit down in our own apartment and you know having everyone on the on Discord and uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's been cool. And it's, it's sort of like a cliche, of course, but it's also nice to see that the group uh, evolve and uh, the characters evolve and uh, yeah, sure. take some choices that are really stupid uh, but uh, <laughs> characterful. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's been great. Uh, so yeah, let's hope we can keep that running. Man, it's it's going to be hard when uh, when we go back to physical gaming to juggle that back again because then we have to go back from Fantasy Grounds back to paper... We'll yeah. probably manage, but uh, I don't know. It may, I imagine some weird hybrid where we we bring our laptops to Iwin's house and just sort of, you know what? Everything's on fancy grounds. Let me just <laughs> keep this up. I can roll. In, I can roll my dice in real life, but yeah. this is my stats, right? <laughs> I don't know, but uh, we'll, we'll adapt. We we adapted to this, so we can adapt back. I'm sure it's 
we'll see. But it's it's practical. Um, if we play more often, if we do it on Discord, then why not just keep doing it? Maybe we'll. I guess we'll see. It's a yeah. It's a group discussion. Yeah, it's hard to do both. Maybe it's a switch all the time. Maybe it might be hard. It might I don't be know. hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a very unique problem. But it's yeah, been, but it's been uh, fun. Yeah. It's been fun, and uh, yeah, your your character, your barbarian character is uh, continuing his continuing his uh, I don't know victory lap around the world. Yeah, I love him. Crushing yes. skulls and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, but it's uh, so nice because you're playing a gnome as you often do. Yep. Uh, a bit of random character doing doing random stuff. It feels like. Yeah, I like to annoy my players by. I mean, my character has a trait that's that is called a coward, and at the same time he has great strength stats. Yeah. So he should be in like close combat. And he's a ranger. Yeah, he's and a he's very good in close combat. So everyone's, yeah. I think, most instinctively, at least in the started, shoot something, shoot something. But no, I'm terrible. <laughs> well, I, I would then shoot something, but I would yeah. miss all the time, right? Yeah. So you're like, why are you this bad at shooting? I was like, yes, yeah, no. <laughs> and I wouldn't really say because I only had my my, my my you know my sheet, my paper, so I would kind of always hide it. Like, no, you can't look at my paper because then you would see that my dexterity stat is horrible. And you would you expect it to be really good, right? Because yeah. I was a ranger, so I'd shoot my bow, miss every time, and then if I get plunged into combat somehow, then I smash face yeah. with a huge hammer, like oh shit, <laughs> or boom, and you're like oh my god, he's actually good at fighting, but he shouldn't be because he's a ranger. I don't know. I just love that kind of uh, what's it called juxtaposition. That's a very heavy English word for me right now. That contradiction between. Uh, uh, what you what you think a ranger will will do and what I actually do. Uh, in in contrast to that, you do exactly what we think you do, which is crush skulls and be a barbarian. Yeah, that's kind of, is it a little bit no a little uh, not very original. Not very, but it's fine. No, I try to well, next next I try time. To do, I try to I try to shock you and do <laughs> like well. Oh, can you interrogate him, Cork? Yeah, I chop his hand off or. And also he has some. Yeah. He has some things. He wants to be a merchant. I do like the whole not a mercenary. Um, he wants to be a merchant. I like that's kind of uh, yeah. I like so the, he want, um, and he wants to have a very good charisma. Yeah, and he wants to lead. So he th- does. He think he has a good charisma, but he doesn't. Or no, he, well, he didn't do his best. Yeah, yeah, but he's he's used to solve it when things get not get his way. He will solve <laughs> it with fists. Yeah, yeah. So. So, and he's uh, very he spends money like uh, he throws money out the window yeah, every time that fits the bill I guess you don't yeah, really know the value yeah, of money that's true. but I do like that you the first moment you, 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 the first chance you get you kind of put on this expensive merchant's clothes and like oh, I'm a fancy merchant yeah I try and I try it and I have this <laughs> opening speech I'm well I'm cork and, <laughs> and I try to at least make an impression and then they yeah. make me do a charisma Which check you, and I always fail it of course and then uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. and then you revert to fighting yeah back to normal <laughs> 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 just try to say something and uh, yeah they threw a spear at you yeah. yeah okay well here we go here we go again <laughs> yeah that's been fun yeah so we've been doing some uh, more D&D recently than Kings to War but that's uh, you know because of the times and all that. Yeah. 
So, but do you think that maybe rounds out the other entertainment? Yes, sir. I think. So we'll go for a break, and after that we'll come back with some uh, two and a half minute D and D. Oh, or, more D and D. Or whatever. Yeah, more D and D. Who would have thought? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I guess it's time for some of that uh, D&D live playing. Oh, exciting. Yeah, I have no <laughs> idea what's going on. Uh, I don't even know the rules, so you have, to, you have to describe it now before we start. Yes, because uh, I needed something to play that played very fast, so I had to make a new system. Wow. Based on D&D, so I call it D6 D&D. Mm. And uh, okay. <laughs> it means that everything is D6. Okay. <laughs> and you, yeah. ha you have a D6. Uh, do you want a blue one, a pink one, or a white one? Ooh. Um, well, uh, as far as I know, I'm playing an elf, so I think I'll go with the pink one. Because you're a barbarian. Mm, that is true. But I think my elf nature will still uh, shine through, so I'll, I'll choose the pink one. It's also the smallest. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Goes well with my elf elvish delicate hands. Yeah. Do you want to tell uh, the listeners about your character? Yeah. Um, uh, so we, we haven't done a lot of talking, but you just asked me what, what is my name and what is my class. Um, and I'm an elf barbarian. Uh, my name is Elf Lundgren. Uh, elf is uh, uh, spelled E-L-P-H, so it's like Dolph Lundgren. It's supposed to be a joke. So Elf Lundgren, uh, elf barbarian. Um, very interested in poetry and a neat organization of uh, all things. So, uh, OCD poet, uh, elf barbarian. Oh, that's interesting. Hmm? Both a poet and OCD and barbarian. Very, very much at the same it's time. all over the place. Yep. <laughs> um, uh, I based this system on D&D. Mm -hmm. uh, that means we are operating with the same, uh, uh, what's it called, uh, abilities, strength, dexterity, constitution, intelligence, wisdom, and charisma. Uh -huh. And your charisma score is D6. Uh, so I roll it now every, or every, every time? Every time you do something with the, your charisma, is D6. Okay. And uh, your wisdom is D6, your intelligence is D6, your constitution is D6, and dexterity is D6, and your strength is... D6? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it's very easy. And you know you're thinking, because you have OCD, that, oh, this sounds kind of random. <laughs> but uh, uh, there are also some modification based on uh, stuff you can achieve and uh, based on your class and race that modifies it a little bit. Okay. So, for instance, since you are a barbarian, mm -hmm. you have always D6 minus 1 in intelligence. Okay. And you have always D6 plus 1 in strength. Yeah, okay, makes sense. And since you're an elf, uh, you have dexterity plus one. Okay. Uh, but you have constitution minus one. Oh. So we need to make a constitution check, yeah. I see. Also, that this affects uh, your armor class for a norm normal human being without uh, armor. Mm -hmm. uh, you will have three in armor class. Okay. And because uh, someone needs to roll three or better to hit you. Okay. But since you're an elf and have less constitution, your armor class is two. What? So everything will hit you uh, unless they roll a one. Wow, that sounds really horrible. Maybe it's a little bit more difficult if they shoot at you. But okay. <laughs> so I'm a punching bag. 
Yeah, you also have nine hit points because of your constitution modifier. Mm-hmm. Or had you been a normal human being, you would have had 12, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Uh, elf. Yeah. Uh, you also have uh, special skills you can rage. Rage? I recognize that. Yeah, and you can do more damage. Mm-hmm. And if you do more damage, you do an extra d6. Okay, yeah. Um, I but, seem uh, to recall that's how uh, you have solved every problem uh, <laughs> that has come up in our uh, I win the D campaign. Yeah. So uh, if I mm. only know the word rage, I will probably be fine. Yeah. And uh, a slight change of rage here because this is two minute D and D. A rage lasts a minute. Uh, I will not uh, have you raging the entire session every time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you will rage in turns. Yeah. Uh, based in combat turns. So if you rage two turns, combat turns in a row, mm-hmm. ro- uh, in, in um, two after each other, two combat turns, well. uh, the first one you will deal um, extra d6 damage, uh, yeah. d6 plus d6. Okay. Uh, but the next one you will de- do d6 plus d6 minus one. Okay, so it kind of diminishes. Yeah, you will get tired. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, also, you take half damage when you're raging. And that's the mm. same uh, thing. You take uh, I half the damage, but then I start plus one damage after the halving. Okay. During the turn. <clears throat> Is there any like exhaustion effects like that? That's the exhaustion effect. Sort okay. of. You know? Yeah. Because you have to keep the exhaustion, ha- exhaustion happen while you rage. Okay. Sort of. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And we'll make up the rest uh, as we go along. Yeah. You choose to have a great weapon. Yeah. If you, you, I gave you the choice between a shield and a great weapon. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you had taken a shield, you would have armor class of three. Okay. But you took the great weapon and can instead add an extra one damage. Plus one. Okay. Yeah. I was. I said plus two, plus uh, one. I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. And your character comes equipped with great weapon, poetry collection, yep. uh, one silver and one copper. Okay. <laughs> Nice. So, and you have to do something before we start to play. You have to. Uh, you are level one. Yeah. And when you are level one, you can add plus one to any of your characteristics. So once, but to any one. Yeah. So if you can choose, uh, oh, my dexterity mm. is not plus uh, one, but plus two, for instance, or I don't want to have minus in constitution, I can add one. Ooh. Okay. I will add one to my constitution. Should should I do plus one? Yeah. Like that? Yeah. So that uh, makes me, my constitution a flat d6, right? No minus, no plus. That's, that's correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, what uh, will that affect armor class and, uh, and hit points? I believe so. Oh, I made some work for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we do 12 hit points and the armor class for 3. Ah, I tricked the game. Yeah, they've broken the game already. Woohoo! Uh, no. I always, uh, to hit, I always to, uh, take 2d6, so armor class 3 is very bad. 2d6? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Uh, yeah, so I guess we're ready to start then. Yeah. Um, so, um, Elf Lundgren, and the Elf Barbarian, is uh, maybe rehearsing some poetry, mm-hmm. walking uh, on the road. He's on his way to a town called uh, Shelltown. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't know much about it, but you know uh, you know you are all, almost broke, and mm-hmm. you need a place to sleep. Yeah. 
Uh, and uh, while you're, um, do you want to do something while you're walking on that road? Apparently, all alone. Well, since I'm all alone, I will uh, take the opportunity to just read poetry out loud and try to, you know, rehearse using my voice in a, a very poetic manner. Interesting. Yeah. While you're doing this, uh, there's uh, you hear a sound from behind. And there is a rider coming uh, on a horse, uh, riding past you. Ooh, do you want to do something? Has he passed me yet, or is he approaching me? It's, uh, he's, you can see he's not slowing down. Okay, I guess I will just take a big step to the side to try and make sure uh, he won't hit me. No hitting with the great swords? Not yet. <laughs> I, feel very, I still feel uh, poetic of nature. Yeah. He rides past you. Mm. Uh, you he's cloaked. Uh, you can't even see what kind of race he is. Oh. Uh, but uh, you can make a perception check. Ooh. And I think perception is wisdom. I'm not sure. Let's <laughs> say that. <laughs> okay, here we go. Four. Oh, four. That's nice. You see, actually, as he r- rides past you and try to... Uh, well, even though you made way for him, he's trying to look uh, more cool or something like that <laughs> while he rides uh, past you. So he, he drops something. Ooh, uh, do I have time to, well, is he kind of long gone before I have time to reach out and uh, try yes. to pick it up? Yes. Okay, uh, so I'll walk over and I'll I'll see what it is, I'll pick it yeah, up. Yeah, the grass is tall, so you have to make a search uh, check. Ooh, uh, is that perhaps wisdom or intelligence? Let's say investigate, I think is intelligence. So, uh... <laughs> uh, that's um, three minus one, that's two. Two. Okay, you you uh, you saw something. Uh, you saw that he dropped something. Mm-hmm. You thought it was bigger, but you actually find a ring. Okay, it's uh, okay. The ring. I'll I'll pick it up yeah. and uh, try to investigate further. Is that a skill you have? No, just look and take some time looking at it, trying okay. to determine. Uh, it's a gold. It's a, it's, it looks valuable. It's go- It has gold. It's a red ruby on it. Ooh. Mm, this sounds like something I could sell in the shell town. Make some money, perhaps. Yeah. I will uh, put it in my pocket and uh, keep walking, I guess. Do you put it in your pouch with your copper and silver or uh, somewhere else? Yeah, that's a good... Uh, that is my money pouch, so I will uh, put it in there. Good. Good. <laughs> As you uh, walk uh, further, you, you can see the town ahead. It's, uh, mm. it's located on a hill. Uh, and the doors are open and the guards are bare, not checking uh, people going in and out. Just oh, you can walk so in. Lazy guard yeah, at the town just, gate. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's uh, there are no bad people in this uh, world. So. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> uh, I will just keep walking, looking confident, and uh, will stride in uh, like I own the place. Pretty much. Yeah. And you entered, and you're. You're hungry and tired, and you're looking for mm-hmm. an inn. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first thing you see actually is two inns. You see the road uh, straight, going straight up to a temple on top of the hill, mm-hmm. and you see two inns. One of the inns, it's um, one of them are quite big, yeah. uh, decorated with gold leaves and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and there's a huge minotaur uh, uh, guarding the entrance, wow. and it's called the Golden Opportunity Inn. I see. And there's another inn, which mm-hmm. is smaller, uh, made of wood, mm-hmm. uh, and it's called the Goblin Launcher. The Golden Launcher? No, the Goblin, <laughs> goblin Launcher. Oh, yeah, the Goblin <laughs> Launcher. 
Okay, um, well, being an elf of uh, taste and class, I, I do appreciate the swirly gold leaves and the, the way the golden opportunity seems to be uh, like uh, adorned. And uh, I think I will go for the uh, more stylish choice, which is the golden opportunity. So you walk up to the Minotaur? Uh, yeah, I will approach the the inn and the, the main door, I guess. Yeah. Well, as soon as you enter, try to enter that door, he steps in front of you and roar at you. And, Get out of here, you filthy animal! <laughs> I am uh, immediately appalled, and uh, uh, also I reflect a bit that uh, obviously he is the animal because he is a minotaur, whilst I am a, a clean and uh, stylish elf. Uh, I think my uh, my expression is visible that he uh, he probably sees my uh, expression of like you know self importance and yeah. uh, loathing that I obviously think he is the lesser being. What you can see is that you are dressed in leathers and uh, not very fancy clothing. He oh. is dressed in a full plate golden armor with a huge uh, necklace. Uh, and uh, and uh, yeah, he's better dressed than you at least. I see. So it's only the external that counts uh, apparently, whilst my my internal feelings as an elf uh, doesn't matter much in this. So. Are you asking him? Uh, no, I'm asking you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, time out. Uh, obviously, obviously. Okay, so he just sees me as a dirty. Yeah, you, you get the impression. Uh, well, you can take an intelligence test, maybe. Ooh, intelligence minus one on yeah. that stat. I roll a two, that's a one then. One then, yeah, that's, one is always a failure. Is it natural, <laughs> is natural one a failure? <laughs> well, you're probably no, right. Even with that low roll, uh, at least you can assert that uh, if you look more better dressed, looked like you had more money, yeah. uh, you could probably get in. I see. Uh, I will still try to impress him with my knowledge of poetry and... Uh, I will uh, speak out and say, how dare you judge me, I'm a noble elf. And I will st- start reciting some poem, like, uh, I don't know, roses are red, elves are cool, minotaurs are not, go back to school or something. Oh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, he actually grabbed a hold of you. Oh, yeah, my god. So we'll can see. I resist? <laughs> you can resist, you can take a strength check. God. Get your hands off me, filthy monitor! I roll a three plus one, that's a four. Yeah, uh, he grabs you and he throws you. Ah. And you end up in the mud in the middle of the street. Oh. And as wow. you look up from the mud, you see uh, right at uh, in front of you, there's a big uh, big sign that said the Goblin Launcher. I see. So I feel dirty and uh, possibly wet and very ashamed. And hungry. And hungry and sleepy. Yeah. Um, I look over to where the minotaur is, uh, and uh, suppose I uh, accept that he's my—I don't know—my greater. <laughs> he's strong, stronger than me. Apparently, he tossed me quite a bit. I said, yeah, like far. According okay. to the dice, he threw uh, four meters. <laughs> Okay, so I will. Uh, I will think. I will plan my revenge for a later time. Maybe a later time you can get in. I see. So I will. I will. I will. Uh, I will notice and I will, I will remember this minotaur. Uh, oh, I will shout to him. What is your name, 
foul uh, guardian of the gate. I'm Holos. Holos. Alright, I will never forget it. You I'll, won't. I won't. <laughs> I won't. That's right. <laughs> I write it down in my book of poetry. I have to write it down too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Alright, so uh, this name I shall never forget as I swallow my pride and uh, try to walk into the Goblin Launcher instead. Yeah, you walk into the Goblin Launcher and you see, uh, well, it's, uh, it's a bar. Mm. Uh, you can see three things. You see two uh, half-orcs playing cards. Mm -hmm. You see a goblin at the bar uh, cleaning uh, cleaning a jar. So he's the, he's the bartender? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's cleaning the, uh, the, jug, or? the jug. But uh, the, you notice that they drink from jugs that are rather uh, short. Okay. And wide. And oh. uh, all of them have uh, like a metal uh, in the... Uh, bottom? At the bottom. Hmm. And the last thing you see is a um, halfling sleeping or dead in the corner with his hairy feet on the table. Uh, he also has a walking stick and a cloak on and a pouch next to his, uh, on the table next to his uh, feet. Oh, really? Okay. You can take a perception check. Maybe you can see some additional details. I will try. Is that uh, wisdom? Or intelligence. Oh, wisdom. Wisdom. I roll a two. Oh, you don't see anything. And, okay. and by the way, I take everything back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh. Right. Uh, okay, I will approach the... Uh, the, goblin, the goblin actually said, Welcome, if you have the money, you can sleep here, and you can drink here, and you can eat here. That's great news. Um, I approach him, and I uh, suppose I ask him, uh, what is the price for, uh, for a room for the night? Uh, a room costs one silver. One silver! What a great coincidence. I happen to have one silver in my pouch. That's good. If you didn't, you would be out in the street. <laughs> so I'm very happy that I had. Uh, or maybe you would like this ring instead. And I pull out the ruby ring and hold it out. I accept your payment. You might even can even stay here for two days. For the ruby ring? Yeah. Can I change my mind and give you a silver instead? Sure. <laughs> Then I will. I will keep the ruby <laughs> ring now that I have an inkling of its value. Good. And I pay him one silver uh, and I'll sort that. So I'll maybe get a room key or something. And Good. and then I might do something else before I go to sleep. I'm not sure what time of day yeah, is it. it it's, it's getting late. Uh, but only in the afternoon. Okay. Uh, he's also saying, if you are you short of money? He looks at you. Uh, I am not super wealthy at the moment, uh, no, so uh, I've been better. If you, uh, I might have a job for you if you're interested. Hmm, I'm listening. And I think maybe we should end there. Oh yeah, yeah. so what's that, four and a half minutes d and I don't know, I have I no idea either. No. There is no clock in my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have an alarm on either, but... Uh... Okay, well, that's, I like this opening. So Elf Lundgren has checked into the Goblin Launcher. The Goblin Launcher. Curious name, isn't it? Very curious. Yeah. Also curious that I was launched there. <laughs> yeah, that's, but, uh, 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 yeah, that's uh, poetic justice, perhaps? Yeah, yeah. probably. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Every every uh, every person in the Goblin launcher has been launched there from the <laughs> <laughs> They're all just leftovers from the the monitor, just tossing guests yeah. over. Yeah. All right. Well, thank so you. So you're much. down on silver then? I am. Will you keep track with us? Uh, no. <laughs> this yeah. shouldn't be done with a pen. But I will make a new one. I've just watched you cross out my one silver. Yeah. So that's, uh, I guess you're keeping track. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, thanks for that. You're Are you uh, any additional comments or shall we move on to games and hobby? No, it's been great DMing again. Yeah, yeah. it was great DMing. <laughs> <laughs> At least for now, this time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alright, coolio. Games and hobby. Alright, cool. That was uh, some minutes D&D with Vidlog the DM. And uh, now we shall go into the actual Kings of War content of games and hobby. Yeah, we were uh, uh, thinking we had um, become a D&D only podcast for a while there. But uh, why not? We, after all, we do play a lot of D&D recently. But uh, games and hobby, we do uh, Any hobby progress to report? Any, have you been painting anything? Or? Um, really slow, actually. No okay. Kings of War. No Kings uh, Minis? Yeah, I painted the rest of my uh, my Halloween Night Stalkers last month. Yeah. Uh, and with that done, well, not, that, was, that wasn't last month, that was the month before, actually. Time so flies. I have, yeah, time flies. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I, I started painting um, a building to use uh, in Walking Dead. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. So I laid the floors with coffee sticks uh, to make wooden floor and made yeah. some uh, tapestry on the walls. It's those. Where do you get those sticks? That's the the, um, the kind of that you stir, stirring. Like you stir, if you pour milk in, you can stir stir it. Yeah. Like with the, it's each is wrapped in some paper, right? So you have to tear the paper. Yes, I bought. Put, I bought them from Wish. <laughs> oh, um, that ran low price random thing on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> so I bought them from Wish. I bought two uh, two sets from Wish now because I was satisfied with the product. It don't yeah. cost anything almost. Uh, but also, oh. I was uh, walking with my uh, old, the three-year-old, mm-hmm. and uh, we were walking on the pavement, and there were cars all over, and people walking, and then we suddenly saw a lot of coffee sticks, uh, coffee stirs, really uh, on the on the ground. So we started plucking them up. So was that your wish? Did you make a wish, no, and they would? Oh, it feels like this is a genie just dropping random yeah, coffee must, stirs. There is yeah. a fast food, uh, fast food <laughs> restaurant or something nearby. I guess so they must have oh. uh, they must have carried something and then it just fell out of something. Because That's it was weird. it's it's like uh, it was like breadcrumbs, you know. Uh, oh, picking maybe, up as it goes. <laughs> maybe it was one of those Fudora bicycle guys. Maybe, maybe. Just, like, yeah. just drift <laughs> off like coffee that. stirs. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Uh, I have been you have been posting some uh, work in progress photos so that uh, so um, me and Jens have been sort of uh, giving you some feedback mm-hmm. on that that it, yeah, it looks exactly. really cool to be like oh it's yeah, great to be playing in this sort of um, building with several rooms and uh, yeah and it's still in the it's, it's always boring to paint the first layer of paint first yeah. layer of everything and whenever everything is very crude yeah and uh, so but when you add the details it will get better and better and better mm-hmm. so I added the glass furniture and the glass uh, windows mm. some of them broken I also uh, also I noticed that uh, even though there are you know there are frames around the windows on the outside yeah those frames are not on the inside so I made some frames with uh, matches 
Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, let's look at them in size. Uh, so now I have to paint a little bit more, but I'm waiting for the Terrain Crate from Mantic Games uh, Kickstarter Terrain Crate 2. Is that like on the way now? Or? Yeah, it should be, but not because <laughs> okay. uh, it's from China, so because of oh, Corona they've been closed okay. for uh, a while. Oh yeah, is that, a, is that a pretty huge collection of random terrain bits? Uh, yes. I yeah. think it's like uh, I ordered a big one. I used, I spent 2,000 kroner. Wow. That's All a lot terrain of terrain pieces. There's 400 terrain oh, pieces. Wow. Small, uh, most of them small, but still. <laughs> is it several kinds? Like, is it some sci-fi, some fantasy? Uh, yes, yes. So I'll give you some for Dead Zone, oh, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Because cool. something is too... To uh, yeah, like doesn't match. Doesn't match Walking Dead. Okay. Uh, most of it, it's match Walking Dead, but I don't need that much. And, uh, and some of them uh, I will use for basing in Kings of War or something like that. Yeah. But uh, most of them are Walking Dead. Ah, huh, cool. So how how big is the Walking Dead uh, like mat again? I think that's uh, the one that comes with the game. It's like twenty by twenty inches. Yeah. I think so, but the ones I use are actually, I bought six mat at the same time. So, uh, and then it's like, yeah, if you combine them, they're oh, like yeah. two feet, you know? Yeah. So mm-hmm. 24. Yeah. So I use bigger mat when I play. Oh yeah, cool. So that building you're making is about like a quarter of the mat or? Yeah, something like that. Maybe, mm. maybe smaller. Cool. And I ordered some new buildings too, so it will be a project. Yeah. <laughs> I have a, I have a gas station gas station. Yeah. Uh, I have uh, ordered a church, uh, and another building, and some stairs. Man, this is like a typical sign of the times. It's like we're all just building terrain more than than models. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I've been doing similar things. I've been working on my dead zone board, which uh, you just got a look at in my uh, my. Uh, messy room slash hobby room um, I'm running out of uh, of grass I think I'm actually out I'm also running out of uh, PVA glue the mm-hmm. holy grail of all hobby yeah uh, which is the one you bought me at the, when we started the, yeah, build, yeah. Uh, the project yeah it's almost out now <laughs> so I need more it's like how often do you buy more PVA it just lasts forever right yeah but for such a thing where you have to just use it on everything it's running out and these where am I going to get new like hobby grass and stuff it feels so uncertain like um, do I order it online do I just wait and hope my local hobby shop opens soon you can try, you can, you can try Wish <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if I type in grass on Wish yeah. I'm very skeptical to what will <laughs> arrive in my mail no but they actually sell uh, hobby grass really yeah and all different co- and you can have pink and blue too oh yeah but I'm so. I'm not sure about the quality because when it, wish everything is a little bit bad. I assume so. I order. You a, wish it was better. I order a set of ten. Uh, uh, what's it called uh, when you paint the pencil? Uh, what like a palette or like a little? <laughs> will you mix the paint or? No, what you paint with? <laughs> with a brush, but <laughs> <laughs> the brush, uh, ten brushes. And uh, shit quality. Okay. Very shit quality. Like so they, if you use them one, well, the the tip just are just uh, it's just you yeah. can see that it's they like, become almost like a toy. Oh, I haven't yeah. even used them. Okay. You can see it before you use them. 
this is this one if you want one nice small detail yeah. one use only item this is the one use only brush. a one use only brush yeah i think so wow yeah well okay i would not buy brushes on wish but uh, no i have to try this was worth a shot were they like super cheap no, like two kroner per brush okay so like ridiculously cheap yeah okay um i'm skeptical to wish because if i browse let's see if i'm just on the internet and wish has this <coughs> weird tendency of like popping up like in ads where you where you browse right mm. and sometimes it's some like are they selling real stuff or are they just selling like uh, porn dolls or sex dolls or whatever or like clothes <coughs> for to wear like pervy clothing yeah it's like so my impression of that service is that we sell anything but preferably <laughs> kinky shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's probably bad quality too probably and, and, and things are are probably not the right size most of the many times and stuff like that. Yeah, imagine getting a too small sex doll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you didn't. I'm sorry. I, it was just it was the perfect layup. I couldn't yeah. resist. <laughs> okay. Uh, so that sidetracked me. Um, okay. <laughs> the grass. Grass. The grass. <laughs> Get back to the grass. <laughs> Oh, I, this reminds me. This one time when, when I well, way back when I was young and started had started Warhammer, me and my friend we were like fifteen, right? And um, and uh, my friend has been had had been in, in a lot of trouble around that time for his mom was really like watching for uh, any sign of drug usage. Oh, we're still in that kind of grass. That's my yeah. yeah that's the yeah. point I'm coming to, right? Yeah. So he had just been in trouble for like his mom was like, "Are you doing drugs?" And he was like, "No, mom." So he had been in a lot of uh, trouble. And then he um, but he started doing like Warhammer with me and my brother, and we painted models. And he started scaven actually. And he went to his mom once and he said, "Mom, can I get money for glue and grass?" <laughs> and she was like, "Hell no, you little bastard!" <laughs> she just assumed he was like sniffing glue and smoking grass. And he was like, no, really, it's like for, for hobbies. It's, it's Warhammer. And she had to name drop me and my brother. And she would call my mom. And he was like, is this true? Is this actually like a real hobby? Is he just not taking my money for drugs? And she confirmed, oh, it's actually like hobby grass. And she was like, okay, yeah. you little bastard. <laughs> no, anyway. So, um, yeah, I've been doing my Dead Zone Bridge. It's, uh, and it's been such a long time. And... Um, it takes so long, and you really helped me get that project from because when I built it several months ago, it was all just sort of plexiglass and, and MDF, no color, no anything. Because I, I have real trouble if I build something like that, I'm, I'm actually kind of satisfied. I was like, oh, this looks good, right? I have real trouble getting that first uh, splat of paint on it. It's also kind of overwhelming, it has a huge yeah. structure. It is. Um, but then you really helped because you were like, yeah, you just got to, you know, get that brown on there. And we had that day at the club where you just started painting the hell out of that thing. Just make it brown. That's the first step. We make it brown. And I had real trouble sort of taking it to... Uh, and it's been brown for months. And now finally I'm getting color on it. And you also said, like, don't be afraid to go bright color. Let's say those, uh, you know, those dead zone uh, walls. You're like, just go bright blue or bright red or some, something, and you can just wash it down later, I remember you saying. Because I've been like, no, it needs to be like dirty and gritty. So yeah. I had this thing where I was just going to be like <clears throat> earth colors. Yeah. But I actually finally gave in and uh, did bright red, and then I just 
dirtied it afterward and I'm really happy that it now doesn't just look brown it actually has a red com and red and yellow color on it so that's a great thing with Dead Zone and also Walking Dead too that you can always dirty things down yeah that's it true have to be uh... indeed first go bright and then you sort of you can weather it and dirty it up or and do rest of it later and stuff like that so that's I actually started out when I had that very very short period of uh, where I was laid off uh I started that dead zone, well, I really go, got into the detail level when I was told I was supposed to be like laid off from work, but then that only lasted for two days, which I've already said. Um, so then I really didn't get, you know, I, I was like, okay, I'm going to be off work, uh, let's do this, let's, fit, let's take this all the way, and then I didn't really have time to do more than a little bit before I was back to work. But still, it still helped me to get it rolling, to get the ball rolling. So it's, I think I only need maybe two or three nights more and it's complete and uh, it's been a long time. I think I started it last August or something. <laughs> to play a game soon then. Yeah, I played like four <coughs> games. You and Christian played on it once. Yeah. Uh, me and Morten from Bergen played on it once. Uh, me and Sean, uh, my old friend, played on it. Sean was here. At that day I had this Christmas yeah. warm-up uh, thing. Yeah. He, we played a game. Uh, but yeah, it's been very few games. I hope it's been much more hours on the paint side than on the playing side. So hopefully, we I hope we can do a game or two on that board soon. <laughs> that would be good. So yeah, uh, otherwise painting. Um, I did start. I, I did try to uh, contribute to the painting this uh, April. I painted four skeleton spearmen. Yeah, I saw that. But I forgot to to post uh, like a done photo. Uh, yeah, but four wouldn't be enough anyway. But... No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> That's the thing. When you see some other guy just sort of doom, 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 posting all these units, you're like, yeah, whatever. I yeah, you can't. You can't paint. You can Yeah, you could have painted one skeleton and oh, this is my uh, necromancer. Oh yeah. Or something like you, you could have done that. Oh, right? yeah. If you wanted to, bro, take the system. You're true. Yeah, yeah that's true. You, so you're, you're saying I needed a whole unit to contribute i guess you yeah, i i i think you were trying to paint a skeleton unit yeah yeah absolutely yeah. so what you need at least a troop i see and then you need uh in my opinion uh, for a troop you need uh seven and a half seven and a half or six <laughs> at least six yeah 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 no but the i i was going to i made like uh put i made glue them all base coated them all even put them in like a like a proper formation so they're yeah. they're this back rank has the spears, you know, straight up, and then yeah, they go like further down with the spears in the front rank. But I just got distracted with the dead zone. So. <laughs> I painted two strike teams for dead zone, Marauders, and I did a little finishing touches on the Forge Fathers. Oh, you should have waited till uh, uh, till May. I know. I I realized the moment <laughs> you said it, you're like, paint a strike team, paint a strike team, paint a strike team, and I realized, fuck, I've done that already. <laughs> yeah. Uh, otherwise, uh, games. I guess uh, I've been playing some UB games with you know with that league I told you about. Yeah. But uh, UB games are a bit different, and I have a hard time remembering what happened on UB because it's just flat to the. It's so much better to play in real life. Um, but uh, me and Jens actually played yesterday a real game, um, and I haven't seen him for several weeks either. So it was cool that he. 
took a trip to Oslo. Yeah, because it was, oh, I'm coming, can I get a real game? But I, yeah, you, were just, you were just like, uh, yeah, quarantine, but, I, but you told me, you told me, first of May, yeah, was yeah. quarantine was over. Yeah, and yesterday was the first of May. Yeah, yeah so he was just very eager and, uh, I don't know, pushed me to, to get out of my house. But I was glad I did, because he was uh, technically correct, which is the best kind of correct. That it was May. It's May. You're coming out with me, and we're playing a real game. And I was like, okay. And you know, it was really weird to go downtown yesterday. Mm-hmm. Have you been to the city center recently? Uh, only barely, I think. Yeah, not recently, but it's because p- normal people are not really going out, right? So the only people you see are uh, junkies or some kind of vagrants. At least, let's say normally, uh, just. Choosing a random number. Let's see. Let's say three percent of people you see are, are you know, uh, drunks or, or, yeah. or drug addicts, right? Now it's like fifty percent. So everywhere you turn, you see people like, whoa, okay, don't want to be here, don't want to go over here, because all the other people are at home or doing, I don't know, something. They're not in the city center anymore. Yeah. But so they're all there. They they might not be more than before it's just that the, the, all the other people are not there anymore yeah. so it's really scary i was sitting on the bus and looking around like okay uh, it's not like there was a zombie horde of, of drug addicts I, I know that's how it sounds but it was just that it was noticeable everywhere i turned i saw someone that i wouldn't want to uh, have contact with and when jens came off the train like and he went to the club and uh, our club for yeah, those it's the that, worst place to be yeah, exactly so. for those who doesn't know the street next to our club is the main drug street in Oslo and that has of course exploded now everyone's <clears> gathering <throat> there uh, so when Jens came 10 minutes before me and he just didn't dare to wait to wait for me because he doesn't have a key right so he was like ah, he just wandered <clears throat> off I, just, I, I, I couldn't stand still because it was like well, it was kind of scary. It was, it was surrounded by people who were up to no good. Um, and I warned him, like, you know, stick to the main roads. Don't walk into any dark alleys. Because I just assume that... I assume that robbery is probably up. You know, so many people desperate for money. I think crime is down, isn't it? But I don't know about robbery. I assume at least there are more people desperate for money than earlier. Because uh, there are silly reasons, silly reasons like drug flow has been cut, so prices of drugs have like tripled allegedly. So the drug addicts need triple the money to get their fix. So they'll be thrice as desperate for money somehow. I don't know. In my in my head, that translates to they'll rob you three times more often <laughs> than. But the police has more uh, less to do also. There is more police presence. Yes. We I noticed more police cars driving around. So uh, anyway, we... we uh, Sounds like Oslo is a pretty uh, rough place. Huh? Yeah, but it is. But we, we dared to go downtown. We got safely into the club, locked the door behind us. And uh, we were the only ones at the club. Uh, so we had the place to ourselves. And we had the world's longest game of King's War. Um, we thought we were going to play for a normal time, but I think we ended up playing for three and a half hours or something. So, um, but it was really cool to see the actual miniatures in real life again. Yeah. And uh, I actually brought the rest of my uh, Twilight Kin project down to the club. Because uh, I, I earlier brought, you know when we played last time, it seems like forever ago, you, me, I, win and Magnus. 
Uh, we played that with Kings and Treachery game, and yeah. that's when I brought my first, um, yeah, first batch, like all the infantry. Yeah. But now I brought the cavalry, so mm. that sounds good. I brought the cavalry. Yeah, send in the cavalry. Yeah. I brought so three troops of Silver Breeze, uh, one regiment of Abyssal Horsemen, two troops of Gargoyles, two mounted heroes, and some other heroes. Just the rest of my, my, my stuff, really. Yeah. Um, so my list now is much better than the previous one because I had cavalry, gargoyles. So it um, uh, it worked better. So he crushed him. No, he crushed me. <laughs> so Freebie Fred gave Jens one, uh, but still it was. Uh, I felt like I had more of a chance than earlier. All infantry, Twilight had some obvious flaws. Now it was less obvious. Um, but we played push, and uh, he played Empire of Dust. He just went for a solid fist up the middle. Just one big lump, his entire army. Yes, well, I always do that. Yeah, apparently, you told me. So is it, is it a Emperor Dust playing stage? General? Is it just Jens? Not sure, but it seems to work quite good. It's really annoying for me and many other players, I think. We're used to not even watch the opponent's deployment. True. Just first think of your own deployment. Yeah. You, know, you have a plan for that. I, I, I usually do that. Just, yeah. Okay, yeah. I put up my units as fast as I can. Doesn't really matter that much what the opponent do. I mm-hmm. did that when I faced the ends, and I know this too late that everything has was on one flank. So you should have reacted, uh, yeah. or you feel like you could have yeah placed him too far away from him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. Um, I quickly well, I I just had a much larger army, so I think I had twelve, not twice, but I had. After he was done, I think I had five drops. Yeah. So I had like extreme flanks, silveries, and so I tried to like envelop him, and go around extreme flanks. Yeah, because he was in the center when you played him. Yeah. Yeah. When I played him, he had the one of the flanks. Oh. And I had units all on, over on the other side. Okay. And we played kill. Oh. Okay. And that's not <laughs> right. Um, well, he was kind of to the side. I wasn't able to flank him on. One of the sides. There was only one uh, flank I was really able to get around, uh, but he was just able to counter me with you know, with some surging and uh, a bone giant. Uh, a bone giant will stop pretty much anything for a couple of turns. Yeah. Um, and uh, I demonstrated to Jens why shooting is bad in third edition, because I had of course my sea guard, Ooh. two regiments, overpriced, overpriced and underpowered, two troops of archers. Uh, that that's my bad shooting. I also had some good shooting, which was my two troops uh, of uh, silver breeze and two bolt throwers, yeah. and they worked fine. I mean, I had some bad rolls, but uh, when they first hit, they you know they made. It's a hard matchup against uh, Emperor Dust too. Though. Yeah, I think so. I think it's real bad. And the first turn, all my shooting did zero damage, yeah. and he was like, "Oh, here comes the shooting." And I was like, "Well, you know, it's." Uh, have you heard about shooting in third edition? He was like. Uh, he had heard it was bad, but for instance, he hadn't really experienced. You know that rule when you, if you walk into a forest, yeah, what's that? You get an additional minus yeah. one, right? So, so, and the elves don't have steady aim either. So it's like minus one for moving, an additional minus one for not getting a, a hold command in the forest. So it's minus two. So it's uh, half shots on on sixes. Yeah. So, so all my units were like half shots on sixes for the first turn. The answer was like, holy shit, that's bad. That's, that's 
that's crap. Like, so yeah, and uh, I was like, now you know, next time you see someone on Facebook argue about shooting, now you'll have some arguments, sort of, you've felt the, the pain. Um, in any case, it didn't help that I rolled really crap either. But uh, yeah, a lot of half shots on sixes. And then next turn it was sixes, like not half shots, but still sixes. Yeah. So, but didn't uh, Jürgen and uh, Bergen make a shooting list? Uh, no, he was happy with it. I saw it on Discord with elves. With what's was it elves? I think so. I mean, Silver Breeze did the right. They or was a... it with elves or Twilight King? I can't remember. Okay, well. Elves are probably... Well, I mean, the units that are good in shooting Twilight Kin are the elf units that they are allowed to sort of uh, get from the main list. Mm-hmm. I mean, Silver Breeze, Bolt Throwers, they are standard elf units, right? So there are no... I think he had a lot of archer regiments. Yeah. And he well, said okay. it worked fine for him, but uh, I'm, uh, I don't know more if evidence to be funny or uh, serious. <laughs> <laughs> Are you being sarcastic yet again? Well, uh, I mean, they do have an uh, objective scoring purpose, and they do plink one or two damage here and there. So, in the Knut Stanley sense, it probably works if you play them correctly. I mean, Knut has always played these two regiments of skeleton archers, right? Yeah. Which everyone will say sucks, but he is able to put them in the right <coughs> place, and they do some kind of job. They don't kill things, but they can... They don't die. Plink a late game damage and they don't die easily. And they, maybe at least if they're in the forest as well, they're like contesting in some sort of token or square. So, oh well, no, at least I got smashed. But it was great to play a game of a real life uh, Kings of War again. I should try that someday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's May now. Time to break out of quarantine yeah. and it's the worst, you know, uh... lick all your friends. <laughs> Spread the love. Uh, otherwise, I don't really have a lot more of games and hobby. Um, no, that's all for me, really. Okay, though. So we are into epic moment, uh, which we have previously talked about. There are fewer epic moments now than usual. Like uh, quarantine moments uh, yeah. are less uh, epic. Uh, unless we, do you know that um, office humor kind of? Uh, yeah, because it's not epic if it happens to everyone. Well, that is true. That is true. I was thinking maybe if your life is boring enough, but maybe the smallest thing can feel epic. Yeah. So maybe it's like, oh, this one yesterday, uh, I was able to Go em- empty the dishwasher in five minutes. Woo! <laughs> I don't know. Just making shit up. But uh, I have something that I could uh, do. Um, so uh, this local store of mine, uh, I mean, f- for those who haven't caught that, I've re- quite recently moved here, right? I've only I've lived there for five months now, I think, though, which is surprising. Uh, but still, I'm not used to uh, the local store, the spa down the street. Yeah. It's quite small. Uh, it's at a least. horrible store. Don't talk shit about my but, local but store. But they really take things seriously when it comes to Corona. I guess. Yeah. Do you have to? They have both. Uh, they have uh, like this uh, gloves you have to put on and stuff like that. I think it's optional. Okay. <laughs> At least I don't do it. 
but I am uh, careful in other ways. Uh, well, in any case, uh, I know I realized I probably wrote this down. No, this was written down during. Uh, this was during the Corona times, which made it more surprising because when I went went to that store, right? I've been, which I mentioned previously, I've been quite like quarantining and trying to go less to the store. And if I first go to the store, I will buy everything I need, so I don't don't have to go for at least one more week. Big big uh, big <coughs> shopping trips. So I assume that, and since there had been these virus times, I just assume that no one would, no one would like speak to each other in in the shop, right? Everyone would be, would be like face mask and uh, keeping to themselves, yeah. which made my surprise uh, even greater when I was standing in line and putting my stuff on the conveyor belt, and I, the, they sell these pre-made guacamole, uh, small uh, like uh, plastic. Uh, Cups of really? pre-made guacamole, yeah. which I which I started buying now for like taco nights, and uh, put that on, and uh, this old lady next to me, she's suddenly like, "Oh, that guacamole is that good?" And like, oh. and I'm like, just just breaks me out of my bubble because I'm I'm just assuming that we we are not going to speak, like in first of all, it's a shop, and <coughs> I've never in my life. Uh, gotten into a conversation with a stranger in a, in a, in a, in a, in a shop uh, because when, where I used to live the stores were a bit larger so the, there was not there was nothing like a community feeling in the store right but here the shop is so small that people start like knowing each other and recognizing each other and the people work in there they like uh, know, almost know your name and shit like uh, oh it's you again yeah you bought like uh, salmon yesterday how was it oh. did you enjoy the salmon yesterday because I've been hearing that, like, <laughs> yes, I really enjoyed that soup tip you gave me. It was so good. And I'm like, oh, really? oh my god, people actually speak to each other. So this lady is like, oh, that guacamole is that good? And I'm like, uh, 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 yes, it's, it's, I guess. Because I was thinking maybe it had too much uh, blah 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 in it. And I was like, uh, I don't know. I have no clue. I just buy it and eat it. And then the guy working in the cash register, yeah, I've seen that too. I was considering buying that for next weekend. <laughs> And I was like, oh my god, why are you talking to me? And I just tried to stumble on this conversation. And, but all I could say was, I don't know, I think it's fine. I mean, what can I possibly contribute to in a conversation about the guacamole with two strangers? I'm not an expert. <laughs> and I don't really care. You can pretend. I can just, as long as I can not make guacamole from scratch every now and then, that's fine. It saves me a lot of minutes and a lot of mess. So it was just... Uh, a strange moment in my local shop where apparently people actually talk to each other, which I have to, you know, adjust to. Yeah, have to adjust to, yeah. Fuck this. Uh, one of them now. Yeah. This new community of uh, close-knit people. And old people. Close-knit old people, yeah. Old rich people who speak to each other in the store. Yeah, so that was weird. But it was quite fun. So I wrote it down. And the moment I stepped out of the shop, I, like, made a note, like, Guacamole. <laughs> <laughs> yep. How about you? Any epic moments in your home? I actually, I thought it was tradition in this podcast that the co-host didn't have any epic moments. You are very correct. <laughs> That's basically my life. Yeah. <laughs> so are you yeah. you're going to continue that tradition? Or? No, I was, <laughs> as I was telling, it's uh, nothing. Oh, I have been thinking, oh, as you said, uh, sometimes things are so boring that even the smallest thing can uh, be... Uh, 
And I thought yeah. I thought about it, and then I just nope, I can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny for anyone. I see. So our the standards have been lowered so far in these yeah. Corona times. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, I have one more I could uh, I could do. Don't you? Um, this was quite uh, quite like an ironic thing, really, because I was at, it, it was at the place I work right now on the construction site, um, and uh, like imagine like a stereotypical construction site worker or like a gang of workers, right? You just imagine like some sort of I don't know, like uh, like working class guys, you know? Yeah, you know, I watched football yesterday and. Uh, watching porn yesterday and like, just talk about crap like that and then um, we did a I worked with the two guys who are in my team like a three man team most of the time and uh, I used the word sophisticated and neither of them understood it oh. so they both had to google sophisticated so they, they didn't think it's a fisting because then they would have <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that bad huh? But we were like having a f- f- conversation that sort of flowed, and I used the word sophisticated, and the conversation stopped. And they both looked at me, and the one guy said, That's a pretty cool word, man. <laughs> and the other one was like, Oh, that's awesome. What's that mean again? And it was like, Oh, we have to look this up. And they both went on Google and wrote in, What does sophisticated mean? And they're like, Oh, okay, okay. okay. And then we continued the conversation. Uh, which is just very ironic because it underlines how unsophisticated they are. Yeah, but you weren't surprised. <laughs> I was pretty surprised. I mean, I, I didn't know it was like that. That's, I mean, that is that really that uncommon? I mean, uh, I don't know. One of the guys was like, that's a dope word, bro. Well, it <laughs> Maybe it will be in some kind of gangster rap. Uh, <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, I didn't want to speak to them anymore and I turned on my gangster rap again and yeah. put my airplug in. And Sophisticated just... fisting. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. These guys that work, man, they actually give me a lot of epic moments. I might as well burn this other one right away. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> that is my, <laughs> my third. I was going to save it, but fuck it. So, this one guy, he's, he's from Ethiopia. He's the same guy who's like, oh, dope word, bro. Uh, he's from Ethiopia originally, but he speaks pretty good in the region. And, uh, you know, Ethiopia, um, uh, I mean, the, the whole Rastafari culture, he's not Rastafari, he's Christian, actually, but, you know, uh, King Haile Selassie, he was like the king of Ethiopia, mm-hmm. in which the Rastafaris, they revere him as, uh, I don't know, second coming of Christ or something, king of Ethiopia, Haile Selassie. Uh, and uh, this guy, he has a medallion around his neck, which he... It's the first time I've seen it, he showed us, like, in the break, hey, have you seen my medallion? And it's like a photo, or like a... A painting, maybe, of Haile Selassie, like uh, the Rastafari second coming of Christ, basically. And I knew it because, like, oh, is that Haile Selassie? And this other guy was like, is that that Nobel Prize winner? <laughs> and I was like, no, no, it's like, it's like the core of the Rastafari religion, the previous king of Ethiopia, Haile Selassie. Yeah, but you know, I saw him on TV. He won that uh, prize. He won for Ethiopia, didn't he? The Nobel Prize, for the Nobel Peace Prize. And they're like, no, yeah, well, yes, but that's not. And I was like, oh, fuck it, we can't. And then I had to explain to him, like, haven't you heard like Bob Marley songs that speak about like Ethiopia and King Haile Selassie? And he was really insulted because he loves Bob Marley, but he's never, he never knew 
that there was a link to Ethiopia in the Rastafari culture. Huh. So he got all defensive and shit. And like, I listened to a lot of Bob Marley. And he started playing Bob Marley songs just to prove how much into Bob Marley he was. But still, he was unable to uh, escape the shadow that I had laid on him. Like, you actually don't know about the true principles of what Bob Marley sings about. So you were sophisticated on that too. Mm-hmm. I'm too sophisticated for his workplace, man. They're going to stab me one day with uh, some sort of... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, my strange, awkward moments from work. Yeah. That's pretty much what I got. Good moments. Yeah. I should learn from you when I get back to work. I'll yeah, just make some awkward shit and uh, you can write it down. And make it up? No, be awkward at work and they will. the situation will come to you if you yeah. just well, attack okay. people. Okay, I, um, I have one moment. Okay, okay. do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, as, I was, uh, as uh, I'm a teacher, so I had to um, keep in touch with my students over... Um, well, not not FaceTime, but uh, with Teams uh, yeah. from Microsoft, mm-hmm. and um, and I have to call them up and ask them and tell them about their grade in uh, in, uh, yeah, sure. in subjects. And some of them use their camera. They they don't have to use their camera, but some of them do. Yeah. And I noticed the thing because the first uh, the first one I, the first boy I uh, got in contact with and I just mm-hmm. uh, started small talking with him just yeah. to. So, but, oh, everything's fine. I said, yeah, everything's fine. But I said, oh, your hair is nice. Your what? Your hair. You look. Your hair is oh, so hair, nice. Yeah. Okay. You have you have the same hair as me. Like short cut. Yeah, just uh, because he has cut it from home because the hair stylists are closed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, so he yeah, and uh, cut his hair and I said, just like me, I can see him be embarrassed and mm-hmm. stuff. Like that. And then I went on to boy after boy after boy in the class, and everyone had the same hair as me. <laughs> just, just my mom just touched my mom cut me with, <laughs> with the machine yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah I don't know if that was epic but it was yeah, uh, it's pretty fun it's yeah, a fun. quaint uh, thing that's happening corona haircuts are a real thing I haven't been this long in my hair since 5th grade no I guess yeah I don't think my mom would recognize me I think you have the same hair now like the farmer in the show on the sheep might be. I yeah. think so, maybe. It's not the same color, but... Uh, same, same shape. Yeah. <laughs> I will take a photo later and try to, <laughs> try to compare. Yeah. All right. So, the last thing on my notes is a life hack that I'm eager to share with the world. So... Uh, is it like a real life hack? Real, uh, easy many life of, hack. Many of the life hacks are like, yeah, you can't do that in reality. No, this is quite simple. It is uh, surprisingly simple. So, have you ever... Well, you have, obviously. When you make an uh, omelette or something, when you crack an egg, right? Yeah. Uh, to make an omelette or, or whatever with eggs. Yeah. You know when the, a chip of the eggshell falls off yeah. and lands in your food? Yeah. How do you usually try to get it out? With your fingers or...? Uh, and I know that I shouldn't probably not use my finger, not because of Corona, but because it's hard to do. Yeah. Uh, but that's the thing I have in hand at the moment. So I don't take the time and maybe use something else, like a fork. But I don't know. What but is, is it, have you noticed that when you try to get, with, yeah. no matter what you use, yeah. it just sort of slides off? It's yeah. sort of, yeah. it's as if it's gliding <clears throat> on a sort of a... Sure. Have you tried this video? Take the rest of the eggshell, because you're usually holding a pretty large piece. Mm. 
you start to scoop it up. The eggshell will actually connect to the eggshell you're holding in your hand. Oh, yeah. So if you Sounds take, like magic. It does. So with this large, you're probably having roughly half an eggshell in your yeah. hand. Uh, I mean, as long as it's not having lots of loose pieces, then you might break more. Let's yeah, say it's, a, it's a relatively <laughs> stable. If you, so just, <laughs> if you use that, just scoop and try to hit that small eggshell with this uh, pretty sizable eggshell you're holding in your hand, it will most likely just sort of connect and lift right up. It mm. will not escape its eggshell brother. Oh. It will actually stick to it. But it's not magic. It must have something to do with the texture or something. I don't know. Uh-huh. Physics, magic. Yeah. Uh, it's the same. Could be the same. Yeah. yeah. But that's my life hack. So next time you are yeah. making an omelette, listening to your gangster rap, yeah. you can try this and you can hope that you break off a little piece so you finally have it's a chance. Actually, my omelette already. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> actually, in my omelette already. The dog spaghetti. <laughs> Yeah, so that was my life hack moment. Uh, I had an ambition of having a monthly life hack, but this is the only one I've been able to write down in a couple of months. So I doubt I will be able to top this one. This will probably be my first and uh, last life I, hack. I have lots of them, but they, they come so naturally to me, so I don't call them life hacks. It's more like... Just lifestyle? So it's hard, it's hard, yeah, it's lifestyle. And it's lifestyle. hard to pinpoint them exactly, <laughs> but I know I do a lot of smart things. So next month... You can do the life hack, and I can relax. Yeah, if you can remember that. <laughs> All right. I think with that, we're actually at the end of this episode. Unless you have something uh, on your notes, your extensive notes, which I do not see anywhere. No, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just relieved. <laughs> I made it through. Yeah, we made yeah. it through. Very good. So I guess that's it for now. Uh, see you next time. And until next time... Goodbye. Goodbye. This was the Giant Dwarf Podcast. Feel free to join our Facebook group with the same name or follow us on Twitter at Vida Hemingby and at Fred underscore Oslo or email us at giantdwarfpodcast at gmail.com Thanks for now.